Hello again, I'm Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Welcome back. This is week two of Embarrassing Subject Month. Last week, I got to the bottom of the issue of hemorrhoids. Today, I'll move on to another subject in the same location, bowel problems. You gotta poop, but too much or too little of it will cause all sorts of trouble. Before I discuss this moving subject, let me encourage you to fill out the listener survey on the podcast homepage, housecalldoctor.quickanddirtytips.com. Click on the listener survey box at the bottom of the page and tell my bosses what you really think of me. And also, don't forget to visit my Facebook page, where I answer questions that don't make it to these podcasts. I get ideas for future podcasts and generally have an uproarious time with my listeners and readers. So what about your bowels? Normally, people have movements anywhere from three times per week to three times per day. As long as they're normal consistency, neither end of the spectrum is considered problematic. Constipation and diarrhea are defined not by the frequency with which a person goes, but the consistency of the movement when they do. Get it? Do? Constipation is defined as having hard and dry stools, which are often difficult to pass. Diarrhea, on the other hand, is loose and watery bowel movements. So as you see, the real culprit in either of these conditions is water, either too little of it or too much of it. This is really important, because fixing the problem involves restoring the water-to-poop ratio, referred to by scientists as the WTP ratio. Not really, but it sounds good. People who don't eat enough fiber are much more prone to constipation, as are people who don't drink enough fluids. Here are some other possible causes of constipation. Irritable bowel syndrome, thyroid problems, medications, and excessive intake of iron. Rarely, a sudden onset of constipation can be from colon cancer. Diarrhea is generally caused by infection, usually by viruses. A typical case of viral diarrhea lasts only a few days. Anything lasting over a week should be evaluated. Bacterial diarrhea is more serious, causing more abdominal pain, fever, and sometimes blood in the bowel movements. Here are some other causes of diarrhea. Eating too much sugar can cause sugars to pass into the colon, making the bacteria there get all excited and cause diarrhea. Other things like sorbitol, a sweetener in some sugarless candy, can also cause diarrhea through osmosis. Some people don't digest sugars or fats properly. The most common sugar malabsorption is lactose intolerant, where undigested milk sugars pass into the colon, causing a bacteria festival resulting in diarrhea. The most common fat malabsorption comes from gallbladder disease, where fat passes into the colon, resulting in really nasty, light-colored diarrhea. And then there's irritable bowel syndrome. People with this can have either constipation or diarrhea. This is a condition in which the nerves in the colon are just not working right, and it's pretty miserable. There are a number of medications that can cause diarrhea, but antibiotics are the main culprit. Sometimes they can cause a serious overgrowth of the bacteria Clostridium difficile, or C. diff, which causes bad abdominal cramps, fever, and bloody diarrhea. And finally, there's parasites. There are many parasites that can cause diarrhea, but the most common we see is a single-celled parasite called Giardia. Giardia causes really bad diarrhea in campers who don't sterilize their water, and it also affects young children. Emotional stress can also upset your stomach and cause diarrhea. Of the two problems, the less serious is constipation, which can make you miserable, but it doesn't kill you. To treat constipation, you should do the following. The first is to increase your fluid intake. 
Since sugars tend to loosen your bowels, drinking juices may work better, although you have to watch your calories when you do this. Second, you should increase your regular intake of fiber. You can do this best by eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, although there are supplements that contain fiber. And finally, you can try medication. These should only be used when dietary changes don't work, and they come in three flavors. The first is stool softeners. These are safe to use regularly and should not cause diarrhea. Then there's laxatives. These medications can loosen the stool, but they mainly serve to make the colon expel its contents. The best laxative, in my opinion, is the one that goes by the brand name Miralax. This is a gentle laxative that works by increasing the water in the stool, and it can be used on a daily basis if needed. The other laxatives shouldn't be used for long periods and should only be used if you consult your doctor. And finally, there are enemas. An enema is a liquid solution that is put into the colon through its exit hole. It's not comfortable, but people who feel bad enough from constipation will do anything to get it going again. Enemas can offer immediate relief. If you need an enema more than once, you should probably consult your doctor. You also have my deepest sympathy. Most diarrhea will go away on its own without treatment. The main task for the person with diarrhea is to avoid dehydration. Here are some things that you can do for diarrhea. The first is to avoid sugary or fatty foods when you have diarrhea. An unhappy intestine won't digest these well, resulting in a worsening or prolonging of the diarrhea. Second, you should increase your fiber intake. Now, this may seem counterintuitive, but fiber absorbs water, and so will firm up watery stool. And third, you can use medication. Medications can be helpful to lessen symptoms, but though it's generally safe to use these medications in cases of viral infections, it can cause problems in people with bacterial diarrhea or with other forms of diarrhea. So when is it appropriate to be evaluated? For constipation, a visit to the doctor is appropriate in the following circumstances. First is new onset constipation lasting over two weeks. This could be caused by a medication, disease, or possibly serious conditions. You should also come in to visit your doctor if you have significant abdominal pain associated with your constipation. And finally, if you have sudden onset of constipation, which could represent a serious medical problem. For diarrhea, the conditions meriting a doctor's visit include any sign or worry of dehydration, bloody diarrhea, diarrhea along with fever or significant abdominal pain, Diarrhea lasting more than a week, which could either be from a malabsorption or for a medical problem. And diarrhea immediately following the use of antibiotics. The bottom line, take care of your bowels and they will take care of you. Abuse your bowels and woe to you and those around you. That's it for constipation and diarrhea. If you have topics, embarrassing or not, that you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at House Call Doc, or don't forget about my Facebook page. And then there's my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Thank mm-hmm. you.